A few random thoughts on the explanation to the second article of the creed. Heroes. Heroes are individuals who save people. Often they save people by means of an extraordinary action in which they risk their lives. Following 9-11, we regarded the firefighters and the policemen, the New York Fire Department and the New York Police Department, as heroes. They risked their lives going into the Twin Towers as those towers collapsed in order to rescue those trapped on floors engulfed by flames. We regard soldiers as heroes, soldiers who give their lives in order to save their platoon from destruction. They not only gave their lives for their country, but for their fellow soldiers. Recently, we witnessed in Charleston, South Carolina, seven firefighters who gave their lives to rescue workers from a burning furniture store. Heroes. I suppose they give us someone to whom we can look up, someone to admire, someone from whom we can draw inspiration. We like heroes. We long for heroes. And yet in the explanation to the creed, we declare, I believe that Jesus is my Lord. Albert Pater suggested that those three words sound like a bell striking three times. Is my Lord. We don't say Jesus is my hero. Although I suppose there is some similarities between them, I suppose certainly the notion of a hero as a rescuer may come somewhat close to how the catechism interprets Lord. After all, the large catechism says to declare Jesus is Lord is the same thing as to say he is Redeemer, one who saves, Deliverer, one who liberates us. Jesus is my Lord. The comparison of a Lord and a hero can only go so far. When a firefighter saves a person from a burning building, the firefighter's responsibility toward that individual is brought to an end. The individual returns to her family and probably goes about her daily business to be sure she's filled with gratitude. She remains grateful to the firefighter and may even remain in contact for years to come. But the firefighter has no further responsibility toward the person he rescued. Such is not the case with Jesus as Lord. Not only does he rescue us from death, he takes us under his wings, under his care, if you will. In other words, he assumes responsibility for our entire lives. The New Testament acclamation that Jesus is Lord gives us a sneak peek about how the entire story ends. We see the ending where Jesus is Lord. Indeed, the title Lord is mentioned more often than any other time in the New Testament, beginning with the resurrection and ascension of Jesus Christ, particularly in the books of Luke and Acts. In other words, it is to say he triumphed over sin and death. He rescued us from sin and death. And so God exalted Jesus to his right hand. He ascended into heaven. He was enthroned. In some ways, it's like throwing a parade for a hero. Descended into hell to proclaim his victory in the heart of the enemy's territory. Proclaimed his victory on earth for 40 days. And ascended into heaven where he assumes 
reign, and dominion over all things. There God seats him at his right hand. He becomes the right-hand man of God. Not just the divine nature, but the man, Jesus. He is given dominion and power over all things, put in charge of all things. Little wonder the early Christians declared Jesus Lord of Lords, King of Kings. Yes, there were other rulers, other emperors, other kings, and other lords. They ruled over territories. They expanded their territories. They were responsible for their subjects. But Jesus is acclaimed to be the Lord of all lords and the king over all kings. In short, he is God himself. But Jesus is my Lord. What does this mean then? To say he was enthroned. To say he now rules over all things. Three things are mentioned in our catechism text. Jesus is my Lord. That is to say, I belong to him. I live under him. I serve him. As Lord, he is, in a sense, an owner. I am his possession. But maybe to put it in more other terms, in our day and age, people frequently find a need to belong. Kids want to belong to the cool crowd in high school. We want to belong to the hip church. We want to belong to communities and groups. We often say, I'm with him. I'm with her. I'm with them. In the case of the catechism to say Jesus is my Lord, you and I say, I'm with him. I am his. I belong to him. My identity is wrapped up with Jesus. At the same time, we live under him in his kingdom. That is to say, as Lord, or, as Lord, he has taken upon himself the responsibility for providing for us. Here, our Lord is not taken in a law way. We don't affirm, now that you accepted Jesus as your Savior, make him Lord of your life, now he's your taskmaster. Instead, it is a gracious rule. The Augsburg Confession points out that Jesus was exalted to the right hand of God to rule and reign forever all creatures, so that here's how he rules. Here's what life is like under him. That he, through the Spirit, may make holy, purify, strengthen, comfort all who live under him. That we live under him so that he can distribute his gifts to us. That we might receive his benefits. We live under him so that he can shield and protect us against sin and the devil. And we serve him now and in everlasting innocence, righteousness, and blessedness. We serve him. We live for him. We carry out the tasks he has given us to do in this life within our vocations, knowing that all things are in his hands. We become conformed to Jesus and become Christ-like as well. Jesus is my Lord. goes far beyond Jesus being a hero. I did not always have a Lord. At one time, other forces and other factors dominated and controlled our lives. We belonged to other things. We belonged to idols. We belonged to sin. We belonged to Satan. Certainly death tyrannized our lives. But now you and I have a Lord. He became our Lord when he rescued us and freed us by virtue of his innocence, suffering, his death his holy, precious blood. And so now Jesus is my Lord, your Lord. 
We belong to him. We live under him. We serve him. Amen.